welcome to the Inglorious Blasters podcast, a Star Wars Legion podcast talking anything and everything glorious or inglorious about the game. My name is Corey, and with me today is John and Brendan. How's it going, my dudes? How's it going? Happy holidays! Did, did you run out of Star Wars insults for us? Uh, maybe, but I got a question for you guys. How did Darth Vader know what Luke got him for Christmas? He felt his presence. Nice. Uh, I'll see myself out. All right. In lieu lieu of insulting you, I gave you a bad joke. I I appreciate it. (laughs) So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about all the articles that AMG has released. Uh, There's been four of them since the last time that uh, we came at you guys. So we're going to go over passing, line of sight, suppression, and movement. Stick around. Should be fun. You'll hear our thoughts. So why don't we go over passing first? Uh, John, why do you why don't you run us through what the passing mechanic is? So passing, passing is coming to Star Wars Legion. Uh, pretty cool new mechanic that's gonna make its way into the game. Uh, essentially, what's gonna happen is players who are down activations from their opponent. Uh, now have the option to do a pass once per round. Um, so you're only going to be able to do it a maximum of six times through the course of the game. Um, but essentially what's going to happen is, say your opponent has ten activations and you have nine activations, uh, you now have the option instead of uh, activating a face-up order token or a order token that is in your bag, you now have a third option, and that is to pass and send it back over to your opponent. Um, this will be a constant check throughout the round, so it's possible both players can actually end up with the pass on any given round. Uh, and I think it's going to add some new decisions into uh, the games of Star Wars Legion that we know and love now. So, a nice new mechanic. What do you guys think? I agree. It, it seems like a, a fun mechanic to not necessarily buff a lower activation list, but make it feel less punishing. Um, so I, I expect we'll see an increase in eight or nine activation lists, because right now we've had an average of ten. Uh, one of the big things with this rule, though, with the constant check, is you still have to keep in mind if a unit has been wiped off the table and it's still in your bag you don't take it out of your bag that still counts as a activation that hasn't gone yet until you have pulled it from your bag similar similarly uh face up as well so if you eliminate something that has an order on it you don't remove that order you wait until cleanup which which uh i think we all played incorrectly (laughs) because i because i knew i grabbed it immediately (laughs) i was like well that unit's dead okay yeah, it, it didn't matter. I, I've definitely asked my opponents before, hey, I know that I've only got one of this token left in the bag and that unit's dead. You mind if I just take it out? You know, yeah, so uh, definitely things are changing a little bit in that regard. Um, but, I mean, it's not that huge of a change. We just have to be more aware of activations and, um, you know, take advantage of it where you can. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good mechanic I don't think it's going to like be game-altering. I think we're going to see the same type of list do well. I think it's just going to help certain lists, um, like 9-act lists. Gar heavily benefits from this with the fire support. Um, yeah, should be a good time for Gar. This is the Empire clone buff. This is, oh, yeah, a little bit with them. But this is like and the clone buff that bit. we've been waiting for. <laughs> yes, this is what they needed. Hopefully there's more. <laughs> but it is nice because you can... All right. comfortably. You're, get, you're getting so greedy, John. <laughs> First he wanted more than one point reductions. Now he wants even more buffs. Now we buffed your fire support and you still don't like it? Okay, get him out of here. <laughs> Come on, John. I mean, you've already been doing fine with Gar as yeah. is. You don't need more. You don't need this. <laughs> it is nice to be able to do the fire support and then pass on the next round and kind of equal back up to where you typically would have been um, for activations for that round. So you don't feel as bad about fire supporting and you also don't feel as bad about 
running nine acts um, and not stretching yourself thin to get to ten just for the sake of getting to ten. Because functionally, you almost function like ten to a degree um, with nine having that pass mechanic. If your opponent is ten, of course. Right. Overall, cool to see it. Yeah, very not exciting. Bad. Not bad. Uh, cool. So, Easy. yeah, let's go over some line of sight. Uh, line of sight's pretty cool. Um, so, line of sight is now reciprocal. So basically, what that means is, uh, if I could see your trooper, so can you. Uh, basically, the uh, minis as a whole operate as like a a full cylinder now, like a silhouette. And from any part of that cylinder, like silhouette, uh, you can draw a line of sight to something. So that's changing, and I think that's pretty that's pretty great because there are often times where I would be able to shoot my opponent, but they wouldn't be able to shoot me back, depending on like um, where their line of sight was being drawn from, like the center of the center of their head, right? Um, so I think this is a good change. And then yeah, they're also, yeah, go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I was going to say there's also some nuances there um, with the you can see me, I can see you. Uh, there's a new silhouette for notched trooper bases. So we're talking creature troopers and emplacement troopers. Um, so now they are standardized in terms of what can be seen, which is nice for those. Uh, I appreciate that because their heights and sizes were all over the place <laughs> um, so that that's pretty nice it's you know no more like hey I can see the dewback's tail you know it's just over the base of the mini so it makes it a lot easier to, to hide your emplacements and creature troopers absolutely uh, this is the also this is the uh, rule that also says um, wound allocation is like different now correct Yep. Okay. Correct. So, so for those of you that don't know, uh, let's pretend we have a sniper unit, and generally the way people used to play snipers, um, they'll probably still do it. But you throw one sniper uh, in front of like a building, and then you hide the other one uh, out of line of sight. But when you shoot at that sniper unit, you don't kill the leader anymore, which is holding the sniper rifle. You have to remove the um, remove the spotter that's in the back because of the way wound allocation works now. So it's going to effectively take a minimum of two to kill a sniper now. So I think that's a much needed change because, like, I did not like the sniper warping. You know, the, the, the <laughs> thematically, I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. It's like, oh, ouch, I died. Uh, here, grab my gun. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that was a little wonky for me, but I think this is a good change. Yeah, uh, I mean, it makes me feel bad because uh, I like to run snipers um, and they die very easily if you can't hide the, the second guy. Uh, you know, it's, if you lose one guy and he immediately warps behind terrain and he can't be shot again, it's amazing. Um, but, I mean, it, it just makes a lot more sense to me, so I, I can't be angry at this change. Um, additionally, there's a, some additional nuance to this also, not just for the strike teams, but you can only put through as many wounds as you can see in a unit. So if you're looking at a five-man Stormtrooper unit and you can only see two of them, you can only put through two wounds for the models you can see. And then any two of the models could be taken away. Which, you know, if you then don't take away the ones that can be seen, another unit can roll up and shoot that those guys again and rinse and repeat however Corey said something important it's wound threshold so then let's say we're taking a shot at some wookies and you can see one wookie in a squad you can put through three wounds on that squad because a wookie has three wounds so yes correct uh i don't know because these are just you know hey here's some of the changes coming not the full rule set I don't know if that means, let's say that Wookiee only has one wound left. Does that mean three wounds can still go through to the squad? Or just how many wounds that Wookiee could take? I'm hoping that's something that gets cleared up in the actual rulebook uh, that we get in January. But 
for now, we don't have a clarification like that. But I'm hoping it's not just like wound threshold. It's how many wounds could the C the, the models that are visible take? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's yep. that's yeah. Well, obviously, we need more clarification, like you said. So that's that's what I'm awaiting. Um, also, like a funny interaction. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard Force probably gets better with a lot of these changes. Uh, so I thought of I thought of one just now. Uh, you throw the HRU unit behind uh, the three regular dudes behind a building, and then you throw the two range four weapons out so they can shoot. Um, but you can only kill two models at a time, so basically <clears throat> their first shot doesn't really do anything to the HRU. <laughs> They're still kind of like maximum strength. So there's some kind of silly stuff going on. Yeah, I, again, that's with our current understanding. For all we know, there might be something in the upcoming rule book that tells us we're wrong in this assumption because uh, for now it's kind of weird and funny uh, but it's currently how it's understood right I guess we should also say that there is also um, we're going to pivot to uh, notched based troopers also have like silhouettes now mm-hmm. so they have their own silhouette and I'm looking at their diagram and I think I need to see it in 3D space because I don't really understand it. Um, I think that it's just the, uh, the image on their article is just on its side. So hopefully, yep. yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Because there's a little notch exactly like, like over on the left, idea. which would almost indicate that you'd turn it upright based on the article itself. Right. So by my guess, it's like a silhouette and a half if we're talking about the small base trooper silhouette. So it's it's definitely taller than a, the silhouettes that are currently in use, but it's not drastically taller. Yeah, just certain things get taller, like the mortars. Mortars get taller. <laughs> mortars nice. get taller, yeah. Yeah, there was a picture on Discord where somebody kind of created the cylinders that you're almost supposed to create a mental image of like almost like a coke can of sitting on top of a base and most of them look pretty straightforward it's pretty much the the mk that's part of the rebel veterans or the mortar where they're going to be substantially taller than the current model at least from what we can see Um, but it works both ways so they're going to be able to potentially see over some things but at the same time then they're going to be able to be seen based on the way that line of sight is going to be um, looked at going forward, yeah, at least from that, the info we have. Yeah, I think also from that image, uh, FD cannons are technically a tad shorter now, as are Tauntauns and Dubacks. And then I believe speeder bikes as well. well or no, that's not, Oh, that's a different one. This. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one yeah. of the additional changes is for vehicles, and it's the, the same idea. It's, it's a, a, uh, cylinder over the base of the mini uh so and it's not including uh antennas for spider droids Uh, it's not including you know the riders on any vehicles you know it's literally the vehicle itself right i think they said like to the top of the hull if i remember correctly yeah Yeah. yep so it's gonna be gonna take a you know, some time getting used to this, and uh, maybe I'm going to try and find, like, a 3D-printed solution for, like, some silhouettes. Um, yeah, this should be fun. Yeah. Cool. Uh, shall we move on to suppression? Suppression. I love suppression. Um, I, I've always been a, a fan of suppression. Uh, you know, if we listen back to a lot of my game recaps, uh, we've heard me talk about trying to panic things and setting off faders might and you know, nobody's ever prepared for that amount of suppression um suppression's undergoing a, a bit of a change um from now on suppression is a constant check um what for panicking so technically i and i mean this is still just a, from our understanding as it's currently written but you could have a unit with no suppression and then they get enough suppression to panic and if they have an objective they don't have the objective anymore um 
that, that seems to be the idea. Uh, already, that was a rule. If you had, if you panicked, you dropped objectives. But now it seems like it could happen when you're not activated and panicked. Um, additionally, you don't run off the battlefield anymore. You just literally lose all of your activation, and you stay where you are, like you're, you know, panicked and just huddled to the ground trying not to get shot. It does seem like the one major change, though, is, on top of that, is you would then lose as much suppression as your courage value at the end of that unit's activation. And presumably that would then be on top of however much suppression you lose at the end of the round, which is nice. So if suppression isn't piled on the unit, they might at least you know, if they're Courage 1, lose 2 by the end of the turn if they don't get shot again. Because they'd lose one at the end of their activation and another at the end of the round. Yep. It's interesting. Uh, they're asking us to do a whole bunch more math because uh, the passing and suppression require you to do constant checks. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just playing. It's fine. This is an interesting I'm change. ready. <laughs> I'm not. I will flourish in this... <laughs> In this new rule book. <laughs> I think this is going to make at least me try like a, a full suppression list. So basically what Evan took <laughs> yep. at PAX. <laughs> yeah, Evan already yeah. you know, was playing suppression before it got great. Um, I also see a lot more people thinking about bringing Inspire or uh, a resurgence of Commander Vader because... Infinite courage is great. Yeah, just yes. ignore it completely. I'm not playing with these new rules. I'm just bringing Commander Vader. I mean, you're still playing with the rules if they're outside of Vader's courage bubble. Uh, but, I mean, it's still limiting of activations. But it's not completely making them irrelevant activations. <laughs> right. It is interesting because every article they kind of bring up the fact that they're trying to simplify or correct an issue and kind of streamline play but until Corey was just mentioning like the pass mechanic and then the chronic evaluation of whether or not your guys are going to panic they're simplifying some things but almost adding more elements to track and keep keep top of mind throughout the course of the game through chronic checks, whether it be panic or checking activations in your bag or on the table or on cards in the case of the new passing mechanic. So it's an interesting kind of balance um, that they have going on. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, but, I mean, it's. I think it's good changes so far from what we're seeing. Uh, you know, just kind of an evening things out and... I think my biggest like of the new suppression rule is you don't have to worry about a unit running off the table anymore because that, as much fun as it is to do, is also a real feels bad when it happens to you. Hey, my you know unit has seven suppression and it's somehow taken no wounds, but now it's run off the table. I mean, that, that always just felt really bad, especially for... My Dubecks, R.I.P. Dubecks. But um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've done that plenty of times. It's so funny. I know because Dubecks, you want to take the, whatever path gives them the most cover, and too often that seems to be the edge of the table, and then they take too much suppression on the way up, and then run off the table. And they have to <laughs> so, use spur. Oh boy, <laughs> they have to use spur. So now they're just gonna, you know, stay in place. Uh, until they lose the suppression, which, all right, cool, I'm fine with that. They'll just keep soaking shots as long as your red defense dice roll better than mine. Um, so, yeah, I, absolutely. Um, that that's the only downside of staying in place is before you could have potentially moved yourself out of range three or range four, whatever you know else was shooting you that was gonna also potentially keep you in follow-up shot range you might just kind of pop right out after that speed too whereas now since you're basically stuck there um 
if you were shot by one unit in your opponent's army, chances are you're going to be able to shot, be shot by others. So you'll take additional wounds and suppression um, by being stuck in place, potentially. So that can kind of be the downside of not necessarily panicking and running off the board, but you're also going to be stuck where you're at. Um, and if you've already activated, then you might be really in some trouble because you're not going to be able to have anything that's going to pull you out of threat range of your opponent's army. Yeah, and John, you're gonna hate me for saying this, but this is on my wish list for the, uh, you know, full rules for suppression going forward. Uh, but I don't fire think support. That, yes, I don't <laughs> think a unit that is suppressed should be able to contribute to a fire support. <laughs> yeah, every any unit that starts stacking suppression, it's like, well, that's my designated fire support unit for the for the game. So I would imagine. I mean, I'm hopeful this doesn't happen, but I would imagine there would be some correction um, that, like, if you're panicked, you can't contribute to uh, or do a fire support action, Yeah, I which mean, would be very the, sad. Yeah, if the idea is you're constantly checking and it could impact things like, does this unit score or does this unit drop the box that they're holding, you know, I think it should apply to, can this unit help in offensive capabilities? Agreed. So I'm hoping that wasn't overlooked in this uh, rules overhaul. Um, but Clone buff, you know, here we go. <laughs> yeah. You're already getting a pass mechanic. You don't need that, too. So, um, additionally, uh, as is the trend, these rules seem to also really buff Blizzard Force. Because Blizzard Force has a bunch of cards that deal with suppression. <laughs> And not getting rid of suppression. Yes, they they dish suppression out like crazy, and then they make you keep it. <laughs> yeah, all hail um, our Blizzard Force overlords. I mean, I'm here for it. Uh, I'm not. I refuse. <laughs> I will play Blizzard Force when it's just as good as everything else, not when it can wipe the floor with everything else. Correct. So, like, really quick before we move on from this one. I think um, this is like a change in a direction that they're trying to take the game to be more killy, like for like lack of a better word. Uh, because, you know, we said that suppressed uh, panicking units would normally run away and then potentially be out of range to get like shot again, right? So that would effectively save the unit. But now, now they're just sitting in place like a, you know, like a fish in a barrel, right? You're just going to shoot it. Um, yeah, I mean, so so I think other... like this is definitely a way that they're trying to speed up the game. That's that's just my initial thoughts with like the way I... they're doing th certain things. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, additionally, I, you know, listening to other casts talk about this, I mean, it also makes panicking not beneficial to you in some situations because sometimes you'd be able to move on the panic and then get away and be behind cover so you can't lose the unit uh, you know you won't be shot again or somehow the panic move gets you into a position where you're actually going to score or whatever it may be uh this way they, they're stuck there so if they've been being shot they're going to continue to get shot <laughs> <laughs> yep until they're dead <laughs> yeah that was kind of my point like if i'm if i'm shooting at a unit and i'm at range three of them I don't want them to run away. I want them to continue to take losses and then do another move shoot with another unit in my army um, to wipe the squad. And a lot of times when I've panicked stuff, it like runs away or it's hidden now and you're like, oh no, like now I can't get it. And then that one dude just basically hides behind a building for the remainder of the game and you can never get him. You can never get the kill points. He's still affecting the game just like it was a full health squad. Um, so I like the fact that it's like, no, now you're stuck there. Now you're going to just be pelted to death. Um, and I'm going to get those kill points that I want. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the change personally. Yeah, I mean, a bunch of guys huddled on the ground trying not to get shot makes perfect sense to me. Uh if I were to add to my wish list, it would be, well, if you get to, you know, like double or triple the amount of suppression necessary, that's when you would run. 
Because at that point, those guys just have to be panicked out of their minds and run away from the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So before we move on to the last article, movement, uh, time to plug some stuff. So if you think our opinions are like wrong, well, how about you tell us? Uh, Want to ask us a question or give us like some general smack talk? Send us an email at swlingloriousblasters at gmail.com. You can like our page on Facebook. Search for The Inglorious Blasters, a Star Wars Legion podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at swlingloriousblasters. You can also check out our Discord page. It should be linked in the Podbean website or posted up on the Facebook. Uh, yeah, come interact with us. Uh, come show us your minis. Um, I just finished up some Black Sun Enforcers. So, yeah, we got some good hoppy talk. Also, we got some fun pet pictures going on. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to come for Star Wars, come for pet pictures. There's lots of cuties there. <laughs> they, they they overran our main channel in our Discord for a minute, so uh, we've now made a, an entire channel just for pet pictures. Um, so it, it's been a very popular channel. People love looking at pets. <laughs> yeah, pets are great. Forget about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, additionally, uh, despite Corey saying you can just you know contact us to complain, you can also contact us <laughs> to not complain. So you know, yeah. But why would they if, do that? I don't know. I'm just saying maybe they actually like what we're saying and want to say, hey, keep up the good work, or you know, John needs to just you know accept that Gar will forever be nerfed. I don't know something. Oh, I like that. Please send that. <laughs> I've I'll stuck send, with I'll... them the whole time. I I deserve some kind of award. You know what? I'll send I'll send stickers out to people that do that. So, <laughs> uh, alrighty. How about we hit movement, guys? Yeah. So movement's the most recent article we've received, and we have very little information. Uh, uh, aside from some some major points, uh, one is basically walking over barricades doesn't slow you down anymore. Um, as long as you're going over something that is less than your silhouette height. Well, hold hold on, really really quick. Barricades are still declared as difficult terrain, correct? Um, I, it depends on how you describe it, but it as what we've received says if you're moving over a piece of terrain that is less than your silhouette height. Right. No, I understand that, it, but barricade is specifically defined as like that piece of plastic you get in the starter set. And it's always heavy cover, difficult to like go over. Correct. Unless that's changing. Correct. See, these are, these are the important hard hitting questions. This is why we save movement for last. <laughs> There's so yeah, many questions. Again, we have not a lot of information, but it, it says anything your silhouette height and lower you can move through. Uh, I, my assumption is, if you and your opponent have agreed something is difficult terrain, that doesn't matter. The the silhouette rule for height doesn't matter. It's difficult terrain. You're going to slow down going through it. Um, I, I would hope that people decide to, on things being difficult terrain still, because it's there, there's not usually that much to slow things down, and you want to sometimes slow things down. It makes for a more interesting gameplay experience. Yeah, talking at the table what terrain is specifically is going to be even more important, in my opinion. Otherwise, you're just going to walk over everything. So Yeah. Literally. They, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's the only thing I dislike about this one is there's so much like nice terrain out there. So to think that it's like, none of this matters. You just walk over pretty much all of it. Um that was that's really the only thing for me with that one where it's like eh, it should matter some like we put a lot of time into this terrain it it should so, it should we'll just see I, with your I, opponent. yeah i don't think they're gonna just wipe it completely they'll probably it'll probably be a middle ground i I'm, would imagine i'm sure there's nuance in the rule book that we'll eventually see um, yep but that, bullet that's points the little bullet point we've received so yep 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 Additionally, moving uh, using the movement tool 
Um, this one was misplayed a lot by people uh, in the, the current rule set. Yes. Uh, you're supposed to, you know, actually move your mini along the movement tool. It, it can't cut corners real easy because the movement tools can't go around round things very well or go around tight corners, you know, if you're using the full movement speed. So they, uh, they've essentially simplified it. You just go along the, the movement tool and end along the movement tool somewhere. and Yeah. yeah Which is honestly gonna... probably what most people did anyway. Oh, 100%. It felt, it felt weird. <laughs> the, only, the only time I actually call people on it, and I, and I just do it as nicely as possible, and it, it's with any type of notched vehicle uh, or, you know, trooper, right? Because, like, you can't move around that corner as quickly as you think right you you actually have to account for like um your your base size along the center so i guess small buff for some for some miniatures that are like gigantic and large with you know notch bases well it says in the article the movement of miniatures on notched bases remains unchanged oh so So, never mind there you go no i'm glad they made it easier for the the little guys but okay, good. I will continue notch, to I will continue to yeah, remind notch people. Notch-based people still call them out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only time I've ever called it out on a trooper is for like a Jedi, where they're like looking at charging you, and you're like, mm, like the the movement tool is touching the building, so it technically has to be you know a it very small, can. yeah. And that little bit could be like a half inch. And if that half inch was the difference between being charged and having a Jedi embedded in your army, which is basically game over if you don't have a Jedi, um, then I really would pay attention. But nine times out of ten, I wasn't paying close enough attention. Like, people were probably doing that, and I didn't care enough to, you know, be like a hall monitor and, like, checking everything that they're doing. There's... A certain part of it, or you should just be able to trust that your opponent is not trying to like game the system. And in that one, if they were doing that with the template, I I would just imagine they were just doing it unintentionally. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna like cheat this move. I think most people would just kind of do that anyway, kind of like I had said. Yeah, I I think Legion players just willed it into existence. That's how everyone really plays it. So it's totally fine. I uh, would like to go back and rescind our comments about the uh, silhouette height for movement. It's for laying of down of the um, movement tool. You can do a standard move, and it can go over the piece of terrain. But if it's uh, higher than the silhouette, it can't be laid out over the piece of terrain for movement. So it's kind of essentially what we were saying, but slightly different, because you know it can go over the, the piece of terrain for a standard move. So right. it doesn't necessarily mean you're going the same speed, it's just a standard move. And you can put the, the movement tool on top of the over the piece of terrain. So slight nuance there, but it's it's weird. So that by that reading, barricades are still difficult terrain but you can you can measure over them if barricades were taller than a silhouette which are not the barricades that you know are the official terrain barricades then you wouldn't be able to put the movement tool over the piece of terrain right without doing a climb action oh boy let's get into climbing i i'm not going to discuss this one someone else (laughs) okay well then climbing (laughs) has changed um in the existing rules, there was clambering and climbing. Uh, clambering required the rolling of white defense dice per model in a squad, and paint resulted in wounds. And climbing was taking a full activation to go up height one uh, and not have to roll the dice. Um, climbing now is you can go up you know, one height doing a climb action as long as you are not a miniature on a notched base. 
Uh, to perform a climb, the unit performs a move as normal, except that it must use a speed one tool. Uh, they can go up to the height one as stated and do the climb and they can place the movement tool overlapping the obstacle terrain that's taller than the height of the moving unit's silhouette. That's the extent of what we know about climbing. Basically everything can now go up without having to roll dice, they just have to go speed one. We do not know how this impacts keywords like expert climber or scale or if there's even going to be a change to jump. We don't know. Uh, we just know now it's a lot easier for stuff to get on the high ground. Effectively, every trooper, standard trooper unit, feels like they have jump. Jump one. Speed one. Jump one <laughs> with the speed one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, this seems really good. Um, you know, I, we've seen a lot of beautiful tables. We have a lot of great tables with some vertical terrain. Now it'll actually get used by things that aren't Jedi or Mandalorians. Not that ever, anybody ever saw Mandalorians. But, you know, um, <laughs> it'll be nice for things to be able to, to you know, get on terrain. It'll add a, a new dimension to the game. Uh, everybody just walked around the buildings. Now they'll actually climb onto the buildings. Um adding to my wish list for this episode um i'm hoping that climbing is limited to once per activation uh otherwise uh we see another buff to uh, blizzard force with the snow troopers and the steady keyword steady uh, keyword in general yeah yeah but steady relentless i mean it's climb up the building shoot climb down the building which is why i'm hoping it's limited yeah yep uh, we were discussing it in our Discord earlier. Uh, Iden tack strike gets pretty weird because you can, yeah, again, you know, take that tactical, uh, climb up the building, shoot. I know you're missing out on one aim, but uh, you get to climb back down and ideally into safety behind the LOS blocker. So uh, I'm hoping limit to one, like once per activation, you can climb. Uh, maybe that's how they make expert climber and scale different. Maybe that lets you do it twice, you know, which is why, you know, the grappling hooks went up to two points. Oh, if that's, if that's how they do it with expert climber, then boy, howdy, I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing tax strike list. <laughs> Again, we, we I would love no to play a peek Pure speculation. <laughs> yeah. Pure speculation. <laughs> But yeah, we, we need to wait and see what the, the rules are going to tell us. Uh, but for now, uh, everybody get ready for people to be on buildings. Yep. yep. Unless you're notched. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, this is weird and I don't know how I feel about it yet. So notch bases can't climb anymore. So that means like your shore mortar or your, your well, whatever the rebel one is. They can never yeah. climb? No. And placement troopers cannot climb. Okay, well, there you go. Never mind. I was always excited when somebody put a mortar on top of a building because I was just like, that guy's going to be dead soon. (laughs) This this is why I checked. Okay, good. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, it says no notched bases, but I'm wondering if that isn't including any vehicles that have expert climber, like ATRTs. Um, You know, I'm hoping that it, you know, there's in the actual rule book some exclusion for, you know, vehicle units that are on notched bases that are able to climb. I assume they're uh, going to do that because spider droids also have climbing. Yeah. Um, climbing yeah. vehicle. I'm, I'm honestly hoping that it, the climb is like a two action thing. Like in the subtext, because with clamber before it used to be. You can clamber for one action, but you roll the dice, or you can climb for two actions where you would safely basically move up or down from the building. So it'd be nice if, like, I'm just kind of fingers crossed that in the subtext, it's like, you can do all this for climb, but it's going to cost you two actions. So you could still trigger a steady, you could still trigger a relentless, but you can't do the peekaboo thing, and it doesn't make... Um, like your entire army, like little mini Jedi for the sake of movement that they can bounce all around the table. And that would, I would feel more, I feel like it's less game breaking 
um, if you have to give up both actions to do it. So you can set up your shot for next turn, but you can't just like, surprise, like I'm on this building and then shoot somebody. Now, I agree with that, John. Additionally, maybe I'm just overanalyzing at this point, but I'm looking at the official text they gave us, and it says, to perform a climb, a unit performs a move as normal. It doesn't say a move action. So I'm wondering if climbing is no longer a standard move action, so then it wouldn't trigger things like steady and relentless. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Well, I, I mean, we'll need clarification, obviously, but yeah. we'll see. But if that's the case, it's not as overpowered as we fear, because then they'd still have to do something up there. They wouldn't be able to move up and shoot in one action if it's not a standard move action. It's a climb action, let's say. The one right. nice thing about it is one one of my big frustrations with specific objections like recover the supplies when somebody else has a force user and you don't or like a mandalorian not necessarily the mandalorians like the squads but like just a unit that has jumps so like sabine boba fett like those types of mandalorians oftentimes if they have recon intel which a lot of them do if they're basically teching to run that objective they run out they grab the box and they take off turn two and it's like almost as close to as a game over situation as you can be in because you physically cannot go around all the buildings and get across the battlefield in the time allotted to actually like kill that unit so allowing units to be able to take a straight line and beeline at them versus having to go around everything and or potentially utilize the elevation to pick them off from you know taking the high ground as it says in the article at least it's not like um, it's not like all of a sudden you've got this superpower where you're going to prevent that 100%, but you're still in the game to some degree. It's not like, all right, you grab the center box, you take off, you jump three, now you're behind this line of sight blocker, I might as well just concede. You actually have a chance that you could spend two or three turns like, tr like running across the battlefield in the most direct path. Um, and setting up those shots for round four, five, or six that you might not otherwise would have had if you had to like literally move around every building in your path. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that that I like about it. Like guys aren't going to be able to and single like you know if like uh, it's so often that you get a squad down to one or two guys and then they pop behind a line of sight blocker and then you never get another shot on them. But now, if all your guys effectively have this mini jump, so to speak, you can actually get up on a building and potentially have line of sight on them, especially with the, the way that line of sight now works. They're, the model is going to be easier to um, get an angle on. So it does make it a little bit more killy, like Corey was saying, um, which I like. I just, I just think it adds an element where there's less of situations where it's like, man, like I can't affect that guy at all now for the rest of the game. Whereas giving people um, the ability to get on top of buildings easier, making line of sight easier, like it's harder to hide that last dude or hide that box carrier or hostage carrier or whatever it is. Yeah. So I that agree. I like. It's definitely, they're moving towards more playability in the vertical space, which is like severely been lacking and only been used by Jedi and Mandos for the most part. So this is a good change. I like this uh, for all the reasons John just said. Yeah, I mean, I, I overall, looking at all four of these rules, uh, with the limited information we have, I like it. Um, it. It adds new aspects to the game. It changes some parts of the game that we're already familiar with. But nothing's changed overly drastically it, it doesn't feel like we've got a whole new game we just have new strategies we have to think of you know which is great um i'm really looking forward to the official rules release on january 16th so we definitely got some time um and... <laughs> yeah sure maybe you and john have time but me i'm going to lvo so i'm going to be part of that hot mess 
<laughs> where, where basically uh, it's like express who, who can who can digest the rule book quick enough uh i mean to come out on top right so it's gonna be great i can't wait well you're a smart guy i have faith in you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you can do that. maybe i'll just go for best painted again so <laughs> work, i'll work on some stuff technically it kind of works in the same way as like if a bear is chasing you in the woods you don't have to be the fastest guy. You just have to be faster than your buddy. So it works the same <laughs> way. You don't have to digest the rule, all of the rules. You just have to digest them better than everyone else. Unless it's the cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> then everybody dies. Everyone gets eaten in that scenario. <laughs> the cocaine bear in this instance is actually just Blizzard Force. Got it. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's covered in white stuff, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> that snow is actually covered. I feel like there's some alternate art cards floating around in my brain right now, but uh, probably probably want to keep it PG. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. Any, any other final thoughts, gentlemen, before we uh, close this out? Well, not a final thought, but we have been asked by luminous gaming to talk about a tournament next year that he's putting on down in orlando and he wants to get the news out so people can plan accordingly because disney's there so people can go to galaxy's edge while they're they're legioning um it's crucible uh doing a star wars legion grand tournament there from september 29th to october 21st at the Universal Studios Doubletree Hotel and Convention Center. Nice. So. Yeah. The Luminous Gaming dudes, um, they, they hold some sweet events. Uh, this sounds pretty awesome. Uh, I would also like to plug if... <laughs> I don't know why it wouldn't be, but uh, if Star Wars is not your thing, um, the new Super mm-hmm. Mario World is also opening at, uh, you know, at this the following year. So... Uh, go check that out if you already visited, you know, Disney plenty of times like me. <laughs> if Star Wars is not your thing, I don't know why you'd be listening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just wanted to give a plug because I'm you, super you excited. Have a lot of, well, you must have a lot of extra time on your hands if you're... <laughs> you know, I'm just going to listen to these guys. If you're not into Star Wars and you do play Star Wars Legion, I want to know why. <laughs> Contact us. Please. At SWL, <laughs> Glorious Blasters at gmail.com. <laughs> we would love to interview interview you and pick your brain. <laughs> uh, John, any other thoughts? No, I mean, my I, honestly, the, my biggest, I, I like a lot of these changes. Um, and I always try to think of them from the standpoint of, of I was explaining these rules to a new player. Um and like line of sight specifically with the with the corner peaking snipers and all that like to try to explain to someone like well if this guy dies he's not going to die the guy behind the building is going to die and then this guy is going to warp behind the building and i mean we've all been playing this game since it came out so it's like 4 or 5 years so it's almost like part of it is just like well yeah that's how we've always done it um but when you actually sit back and think about it especially from a new player perspective they're literally probably sitting there thinking like, what? Like, that doesn't make sense at all. Um, so a lot of these changes, I feel like they're almost like a course correction update, dusting the rust off and making it make a little bit more sense, almost how it was intended to be read and interpreted. And I'm all for that. So I think uh, I like it. I would If I was to stamp it, I would stamp it with the stamp of uh, approval and call it glorious. I think the the changes are going to be glorious from what we know so far. So I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah. agreeing with John on this, uh, especially since they said that this new core rulebook, its intention is to combine all of the places that we currently go for rules and also make it a lot more new player friendly so that they can read the rulebook and understand the game in a logical sense. Uh I, I love that aspect. They, they, this past year has definitely felt like a move towards trying to make this game more attainable for new players. The Essentials Kit, the Battle Forces, now a new rulebook coming out. It, it's definitely getting easier 
to get new players into the game and uh, i can't wait to to see how these changes will eventually impact how many more people will actually be playing yeah i agree with uh, both both of my co-hosts it's uh all these changes are good for the game get some new fresh blood in uh i can't wait i can't wait to try it out i uh, can't wait to see the new rules i'll keep it short and sweet at that all right gentlemen well, we are the blast inglorious thing. blasters no. uh no no, no? no. <laughs> brendan you had your final thought you had your final no. thought you greedy you greedy young man go ahead well no i we we left out one important piece of legion news what's that and, and that is gideon and the dark troopers are uh being released in february <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no new no new information on their cards or abilities but they do have a release date and they do um, have a release date we know yeah. prices and the fact that on the box for moff gideon it says moff gideon is the centerpiece for a new battle force so we don't know the name of this battle force i'm assuming imperial remnant uh but I'm, you know another new battle force to look forward to to, to build out the empire i eagerly await eweb buffs <laughs> yes please that'd be great yeah, g- give me one where uh, you know people actually cower in fear like in the mandalorian and, and i can destroy uh, a building got it yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime fun. we're getting gideon and dark troopers and what little we know is Dark troopers are scary, and they teleport. So you know, yeah, <laughs> they rapidly <laughs> reinforce wherever they want. <laughs> With one nice. of Gideon's command cards, right? <laughs> Looking forward to all of it. Awesome. So we are the Inglorious Blasters. I'm Corey. I'm John. I'm Brendan. Maybe we'll have a new rulebook for how we actually run this show, so it's organized. Hey, maybe. <laughs> One day. (laughs) 